When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have sexy pizza at every Broncos tailgate we host this year. It's delicious. Uh, If you haven't heard of sexy pizza, then that means you missed out on the best party in Denver on Sunday because we had it all over that tailgate. Um, But it's it's a restaurant that has been around for 13 years in the Denver community. Um, it's a hand-tossed deck oven pizza and yes. it has like made from scratch each morning dough. So that sounds great too. Also, so here's another thing. I'm a pretty firm believer that you can kind of tell whether a pizza is good or not by looking at it. And so before that tailgate, I was trying to decide like, well, should I plan on eating a lot of pizza there? And so I Googled it so I could see a picture of it. And I just Googled sexy pizza and clicked on images. And things got really weird. Things got really weird. <laughs> what happened? But eventually I was able to like go to the website and did that instead of like these cartoon pizzas that were and things got I really would add Denver. I would add Denver. Yeah. See that would have done it too. Googling. Yeah. 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 But um the point is I really got a thing going for some pizza that day. And uh it was really good pizza that was as good as it looked in the pictures. Um we love sexy pizza. Both those words are just two of the best words. Um, you can check it out if you go to www.sexypizza. I imagine there's supposed to be a .com at the end of that. And check out their about page for the donations link and see uh, how you can support causes with Sexy Pizza. It's great stuff. They've got different sizes. They've got sides. So definitely go check that out. And they've got four Denver locations. Four in Denver alone. And they've got a new one coming in Trinidad, Colorado, too. Uh, who, anybody know where that is? Trinidad? Never heard of it. Uh, it's, it's an exit I've passed from time to time. Could I tell you where? No, I don't know. I've taken that, uh, driving from, or not taking it, but I've passed it going from Albuquerque to Denver a couple of times. So it's somewhere on I-25. Oh, one of those. Well, this is the draft podcast. Uh, you guys probably noticed that the, the, like the founder uh, co-founder AJ did it too of this draft podcast. Andre Simone is back after ditching us for a solid two, three months there, uh, but uh, he's not alone. It's me. Two, two three weeks, two, three months. What? Yeah, you were gone. That wasn't a while, Dre. I don't know if it was two, three months. It was. Uh, well, well it was. you guys have made me very proud. I really appreciate it. Um, it's extraordinary to be back. Let me just say, though, mm-hmm. after that pre-roll, which if you missed it, what, do you even listen to pre-rolls, bro? Um, I just want to say on behalf of the entire Draft Pod, Podcast Network that while it might be appropriate for pizza, we are big believers and judge someone by the content of their character or their film Mm -hmm. and not their exterior appearance. So uh, while that might be an okay way to judge a pizza, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to put that out that we are not a superficial podcast. Sometimes appearance does matter though. 
You look at well, you in the draft. Yes. Marvin Leal. Like, oh, I, I see him. I like him. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, Jake Schwanitz is here. Um, yes. That's him below me, but you guys can't see that uh, on the Zoom. Um, and uh, soon we'll have Justin Michael, but he said that there was somebody working on his door and his dog would stop barking. So we'll see how long that takes to fix. Seems like it'd be pretty it's quick. Like his dog. You put it in the closet or something. Quickie. I don't know. But it's so been 15 minutes so far. Um, on pins and needles. Uh, yep. About this dog situation. I mean, wow. How many, how many uh, nail biters on this draft? Pod? And we're uh, unveiling a new segment, re- bringing back old segments that you guys may or may not have been doing all along. <laughs> I have so much to find out as do you, fellow listener. <laughs> you made it sound like you had been listening to this. <laughs> I had been listening. Or hadn't you had been? You said you you said we did a great job. Oh, earlier in the show. Well, yeah. you know, someone has to uh, keep the brand going, whether he is listening or not. So perfect. I'd yeah. love to hear that. Um, we didn't but yeah. sink the ship. Is basically what Andre's trying to say. <laughs> We're exactly. still on air, so that's not that he'd know if we did. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, like uh, Dre uh, said, very, very vaguely, vaguely, I always get those screwed up. But um, we're we're ranking quarterbacks was the the new thing that he was hinting at. Again, very vaguely. Um, we're also going to play some stock up and stock down with uh the the draft prospects through the first four weeks of the season kind of crazy well like a third of the way through uh, so that's the plan for today but real quick before I jump in a little bit more about the presenting sponsors podcast that's DraftKings. um they uh they have some cool stuff going on including an opportunity to turn one dollar into a hundred and fifty dollars um just by making your first bet so definitely get in on that and we'll tell you more about it later on love those guys over DraftKings. Um, so yeah, let's jump in with these quarterback rankings. Um, number one, I'll just throw mine out there to start. I've got Matt Corral number one. Oh, mm-hmm. and actually more details. This isn't just draft rankings. This is every quarterback in the country that we are going to be ranking, regardless of whether they're eligible or not. So Matt Corral is my number one. What do you guys think of that? Um, Wait on me, well- Jake. There's a guy from Alabama. If we're doing every single quarterback in the country, that I would yeah. definitely put it number one. Yeah, we have a consensus on that one. Um, I just want to say, in starting this segment, shout out to Chrissy Freud, a feature writer at the Draft Network. She does a top twenty-five, and that was the inspiration. Right now, like top twenty-five rankings aren't reflective of who truly the best teams are, uh, but it is more of a like stock gauging and uh, coming into the season i really thought that from a draft quarterback standpoint this would all be about the 2023 class because bryce young and uh tj ugalele of clemson really looked like the next like hot prizes at the position with a more uncertain 2021 class well dj and the clemson off offense are almost as bad as the buffs right now in the like bottom 30 and uh Bryce Young on the other hand I think is uh is looking incredibly promising obviously in the very very quarterback friendly confines of Alabama and, and we'll see as the the SEC schedule starts Ole Miss it will be a fun one this week but right now I would put him at a general number one thus far 
That's fair. I, I, I now I, we have dueling number ones facing off this week. Right. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, I have him number two, which probably isn't a big surprise, but I just discredit him because he's uh plays for Bama and we've seen four games. And that, that was that was like the the deep, sure. the tiebreaker for me was just I was like, eh, haven't seen all that much yet. Gotta keep it up, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Here's Bama. Yeah, you like the poise, maybe. Um if you had to make a stylistic comp, Deshaun Watson-esque, but I don't think he's like as twitched up, able to make plays on the run quite like that. So maybe more a steady Eddie Deshaun, obviously with himself. any other caveat. That's obviously. Um, <laughs> Let's go to our number twos because Matt Corral is not my second. I was really excited to get on this week's pod because I think oh. it's flew under the radar that finally Malik Willis had a real opponent this past week. It was on a Friday, which is why it flew under the radar. It was against Syracuse. And while they lost and Liberty only scored 21 points with him, a QB sneak getting stopped at the goal line for Liberty to lose. Uh, I thought he was outstanding. I thought it was probably the best Malik Willis has looked. I'm seeing some real progression as a passer earlier in the year, like a six touchdown game against Citadel. He, he missed, he could have seven or eight. He missed some throws Syracuse. He looked on point. Um, He's twitched up. He's got the size. He's hard to bring down. And that arm is ticking up. His feel in the pockets ticking up. I'm becoming a big fan. And I think among the other draft eligible quarterbacks, he's really uh, starting to. All right. I wish Justin was here uh, for this, but my number two in the QB power rankings is going to be Jake Hayner from Fresno State. It's a great call. It's a great call. I know I too am pissed he's not here. I want to troll him about Carson Strong. I want to talk up Painter. Where are you, Justin? Shut this dog up. Make it happen, man. I just don't understand how it's that hard to get a dog to be quiet. <laughs> I do don't Crazy. understand. If you I put that like this... thing in just like a dark closet, how long is it going to bark? Eventually uh, okay. it just lays down, right? Okay. Henry. Henry. I mean, I get that that probably isn't like the best way to get to be quiet, yeah. but it is one way to get quiet. You know, don't, you can find something. The podcast better, canceled but... today. Okay, with any <laughs> okay, a bedroom with the lights off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's and my windows. Way to clean it up. Um, um on Jay Kaner though, I I think the game against UCLA, uh, that upset they pulled, that was probably the most impressive showing from a quarterback I've seen all year. Um, not only was it just gutsy, but dude was making throws all over the field. He's got arm talent. I was. A bit surprised. I thought he looked small watching the game, but he's listed as 6'1", 195. I mean, I don't know how gassed up that actually is because, you know, schools like to do that. Sure. Um, but it was a pleasant surprise to see that. And if it wasn't for him, Fresno State would have got upset by uh, UNLV last week. What's the blue blood West Coast school he transferred from? Oh, I thought man. it was one of the, it might have been one of the two SoCal teams. Washington. Oh, there you go. Mm. He leads the nation in passing yards, 1,842, uh, 15 tuds to just two interceptions. He has been really impressive. And he's played Oregon and UCLA already. So mm -hmm. the small school stuff, you know, Malik, it's been hard. He ha finally got to play a power five team. Syracuse has no Oregon or UCLA. Uh, big fan of that selection. Big fan. 
I'm really interested to see where his draft stock goes. But he's a great guy to include in these power rankings discussions. You've got Corral one. You told us Bryce Young two, Henry. Yeah. And then let me get back to my notes. There we go. Oh, I had Desmond Ritter three. He's he's doing his thing. Um, I mean, what does there say at this point? Like we've we've talked about him a bunch. Just like uh, (laughs) what's the comp? That's a good question. Like style-wise, who is he? Because he isn't like super mobile. Um, well, he's run more in years before. I'm surprised he hasn't yeah. run more this year. Yeah, yeah. What well, he had 600 rushing yards last year, ran for 12 yeah. touchdowns last year. His that second half year against Indiana, big mm-hmm. big moment for that kid. Big mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. 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 Honestly, um, I have all these guys ahead of Corral, Henry. Really? I think, Why I is that? All all the guys. Corral hasn't played anyone yet. I'm Fair. impressed by some things he does. He's a phenomenal RPO quarterback. Uh, first mm-hmm. read, and you love the zip in traffic. He's got that thing down. He can be a little like flat footed. That release can be a little mechanic. Um, and I know he's got like nine tuds to zero picks this year. But man, there there were a couple against Louisville that he definitely um, could have been, you know. And I just wonder, like, the mobility is not like he needs to put it together. He, of course, could or rise way up against this Alabama game, but um, he just feels like more of a product of an offense right now. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's just a couple of those games though. You watch, uh, who do they play? Two weeks ago, I think Louisville. That's the one. Yeah, where it was him and then yeah. cutting him on the other side. But the, the the way that he, like you said, just can fire the ball into tight windows. Like he really can. It is. It, anybody you put with uh, Lane Kiffin is going to look real good. But I don't know. I get fired up about him. I'm I'm still kind of waiting for a little bit of the other shooter drop to do. Cause like a bit of what Dre said, he had some stinkers last year, man, some five, I think it was six interception game too. And he's been clean so far this year, but I'm just kind of, I'd, I'd be a little nervous to rank him that high at this point, just because I don't know. I, I, he, I know he's got it in him to throw uh, five interceptions. Yeah. And I guess you think like what happens if he goes to Bama instead of Bryce young, like if he's running that offense, what does he sure. look like? And I guess you probably have to say you you can't put him ahead just because he would be asked to do more of like the, the I don't want to say pro style, but more, more pro style than what he does yeah. sorts of things. I don't know. I, then I guess his thing with Bryce, me. Go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, like if you put Bryce young with uh old miss, then do you get like, I, he'd be fine there at the very least. He'd be yeah. fine there. He could do the same thing. He's a stud. Yeah. He's a um, stud. Like quarterback evals, evals have become so much about like what used to be bonus traits eight years ago when I was doing this, which is like athleticism and uh, the off platform stuff. And I don't, I, that's what's missing from Corral, um, which really like, so again, had you talked to me as a, as an evaluator eight years ago, I would have been, I probably would have been with you lockstep now it's so much about those bonus traits and that's where he'll really have to show he's got it um 
And if he doesn't have the bonus traits that he can do it because he's got the the fast mind, you know, to yeah, to make it happen. But I feel I, like I'm still I'm, thinking about that Ritter comp. That yeah. is a tough one. Ritter's an interesting one. I know. Cause like I was almost tempted to go Tannehill, but he's twitchier than Tannehill. I was trying to think. Right. And he's kind of like a steady Eddie checks off all the boxes, but if you were to grade him one to 10, none of those traits grade out higher than a seven. Yeah. Kind of like a, I mean, he's just great for where he is, right. To be able to pilot this really talented Cincinnati team and for sure. I mean, huge test this week, massive test, biggest test Cincinnati's probably had in a long time, but it's a great week, boys. It's a great week ahead. Um, I feel like I'm making this take too long already. I'm going with Tua's little brother. He's been Mm -hmm. insane. No one's talking about it. He's got another big match. He's got a big one against Iowa this week. But um, he had a he he put out some great tape last year and also a few stinkers. And Maryland like barely played any games. Like no one was. Affected by COVID more than Maryland. Um, but he started off hot. And you want to talk bonus traits. I think he's more twitched up. I think the arm ticks up a little higher than Tua. And um, I mean, don't forget the the, the pedigree, man. This guy is not, you know, I, I think he's being slept on because Tua has yet to take off in the NFL. Right. You know, that don't mean anything. Yeah. yeah I saw the watch. We have Malik Willis. Sorry, I still ahead. haven't. Oh yeah, go ahead. I still haven't seen the Maryland play this season, and so I just have the the bad games from last year in my head. Yeah, same here. I haven't really watched Maryland yet. I'm looking forward to Friday night. Um, but my next guy would be Malik Willis, probably the best, you know, dual threat um, quarterback coming up. I mean, he's really playing himself. We we put him number one in the mock uh, amongst quarterbacks last night, and. Um, I mean, if the draft happens tomorrow, I mean, I'd probably put my money on him being first quarterback taken. Oh, here's the game that impressed me about Talia Tagovailoa. Uh, he played against West Virginia, who, of course, held Oklahoma under 20 points. They beat him over 30, three throws for 332, 72%, three tuds, zero picks, just two sacks. Um, he's 5'11", though, so, you know... Um, I just wanted to get that out. Yeah, Willis is really playing his way. Mm-hmm. He's is he your third, Hank? Like how how low yeah. are you gonna drop our bowl? Yeah, he is there behind Ritter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of hit it all. He's electric. And it, again, those are just those guys where you wonder about the competition, and then they finally play good yeah. teams, and you're like, Well, I guess yep. what more can you ask for? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You'll have to accept like a senior bowl invite to kind of quiet some of those questions, right? But he just proves what he's done. He's going to be good. And I mean, he's gained so much ground in the, what'd you say it was? We're a quarter through Hank on yeah. like the other guys who were contenders coming into preseason. So yeah, there's no, and Ritter's my fourth. I think we've said all that needs to be said about him. It's Notre Dame's going to be phenomenal for him. That's mm-hmm. going to be a huge test. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm torn here. I've got like three guys I really like. I guess I kind of have to put Desmond Ritter just because he's done it for so long. He feels like he's been at Cincinnati for eight years now. Yeah. Um, but I want to shout out my guy KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. 
the guy who has been comped often to Cam Newton when you watch those SEC broadcasts, he is huge. Um, apologies, I don't have his height and weight pulled up right now. 6'3", 245, looks bigger on the screen, but he runs and he can throw uh, insanely powerful football. Probably one of the main reasons, not the main reason, but Arkansas is really on it this year. A must-watch team. They play Georgia this week, man. I haven't looked through this week's games yet. These all sound incredible, though. It's going to be phenomenal. That spread is absurd. They are 18 and a half point dogs last I checked. Really? I mean, that, that, that's going to be a fun one to bet on. I don't know if I get to watch it. Probably not, but it's also slate with a ton of of 11 o'clock games. Hank, what's your, um, your fourth? Uh, I think Willis was my fourth, right? Ritter, Young, uh, Corral. Third. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you had Ritter ahead of him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my fifth would be Corral. I do think what he's done has been impressive. Um, his stock's intriguing. But again, I do have some questions, especially with like just more deep outside balls, seeing him scramble and have more comfort with that would be uh, very encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's close out these top fives. Yeah, everyone's already mentioned Corral. I just want to say again, man, I was on him last year. Kenny Pickett from Pitt mm-hmm. has been lining it up again. Um, he is 6'3", 220. He's, um, and they haven't really played anyone. I mean, they played Mass, uh, Tennessee, Western Michigan, and New Hampshire, um, but he's still put up numbers in all those matchups. Uh, 15 touchdowns and one interception so far, 75% completion. Um, he's a guy to watch out for. Yep. And he's part of this next year for me where it's like, it's kind of those guys um, like him, Carson Strong, but then also like Sam Howell, who is kind of disappointed, but he's one of those guys who's super talented. And it's like, is this where you can slide him in front of these guys or is it down a tier? Spencer Rattler is probably down just a little bit more, but this is where I start to consider him too. Yeah. Because like maybe he is the guy that you'd rather have than a, a Kenny Pickett or Carson Strong. I, I went with uh, what, I'm at number five now. I went with Carson Strong though. Um, again, not like the most exciting start to the season, but a good quarterback. <laughs> he lost one of his, uh, receivers for the year. Um, I mean, where's Justin? He could tell you all about him. I know, but, um, with that he's had two really good receivers. <laughs> um, one of them's down though. Yeah. They've got a nice offense. Honestly, week zero, right? They play Cal. I thought that mm-hmm. was probably the best game of his career. The the concerns I've had prior to that game was that um, he'll just float some. Like it's great to have a really good touch, and that's probably his premier trait. But um, sometimes in like tighter quarters, he likes to go to his touch instead of just zipping it in. And I think in that Cal game, he really figured it out and was surgical. But then, yeah, he's kind of gone gone back to his own ways. He can you can have some games where he's just missing throws. He shouldn't be missing. And, you know, he's like so skinny in his lower half. He's like tall and skinny kind of reminds you of Jared Goff. I do one. I like, I worry about him lacking like a little lower body muscles to really do, you know, have those bonus traits, be athletic, uh, throw off platform, really generate a lot of torque and power, um, without being able to step into your throws. And obviously, like, dude, all you got to do is do legs. It's not that crazy. I've, I've said it for a few years. Like, I 
through the years, I think I've figured out that arm strength is a trait that can develop um, over time. Like just as you become a man and develop like physical maturity, I think arm strength will come. But um, yeah, that's my only hang up on strong. I do have Jack Hayner six strong um, seven. And then, and then I've got one of your guys, eight Henry at Jaden Daniels, who I think has been good enough right this mm-hmm. year to kind of be there thoughts yeah i mean but the byu game he throws two picks um but neither of them were really bad balls one's like a fluky little screen that bounces off a guy's chest on the ground and gets picked off but that was the first time uh he had thrown more than one interception in any three game span for his entire career in his third year as a starter and he had two in one game but there's just like so much to like about him He's, he's just so accurate at this point I think he started that game, even though they lost, he was like 10 of 11 um, to, to start things off. And at that point he hadn't even run the ball yet, which is obviously like the most exciting part. Um, as a prospect, you still wonder if having a 175 pound quarterback is sustainable, but uh, in terms of like college guys, yeah, he's got to be right up there. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the live look this weekend, which is always fun. You want to give us your six, seven. Yep. I've got uh I've got Hayner six and then Pickett seven. Mm. Nice. Pickett's, yeah. Good. They're building something nice up pit. It's really yeah. again, this this tier, I feel like yeah. there's just so many different ways you can go with yes. it. Or it's yes. just like Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like, do you throw him up there because he can like run? Is that more fun mm. than a Kenny Pickett? Like I don't I was know. I'm gonna say at six, I'd probably put Corral and then seven, I'd probably put DTR. Does DTR have any pro appeal? I mean, it's a great question. I don't, I mean, he has kind of my only real hang up on him was the turnovers because he was a turnover machine last yeah. year. And he, it does seem he's kind of cut down on it. Mm-hmm. But kind of what you said earlier, I don't know if he really has a plus trait. I mean, he does have that mobility factor, but totally. I don't, I wouldn't call him like, I don't know. He's definitely not as dynamic as Malik Willis, you know, um, totally. someone right. like, He's Trey not Lance like Lamar like Jackson, where yeah. it's like, well, shit, I teach him a five-step drop. He's got <laughs> yeah. the accuracy over the middle. He's the best athlete I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I almost worry, is he like just taller Khalil Tate? And Khalil Tate was, <laughs> I say that with, <laughs> Khalil Tate's one of the most extraordinary runners with the ball in his hand I have ever seen. So I actually, I actually kind of say that tentatively with no disrespect to the God, Khalil Tate. But um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that it's a great name to throw out there with these, um, you know, with these power rankings. And where was the Arkansas guy then? Like he was your fifth. So you put him fifth. at four. Okay, gotcha. Let's go with our sevens then, since I already mentioned Jaden Daniels. I did my seven um, right. Yeah, that was six and seven. Okay, <laughs> going eight deep. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking uh, ten. I mean, I'll just okay. you know, I had. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I guess Jaden Daniels is actually eight um, because Carson Strong was my seven. And then I close it out with the disappointments that we can talk about. Uh, Shit, man. I probably put Spencer Ritter, I guess. I mean, I know he hasn't been impressive, but he does still have that arm talent profile. Yeah. Yeah, um, And 
honestly, Oklahoma just isn't that deep on the outside as they have been in previous years. I mean, they've had some absolute studs, uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, uh, CD Lamb. I don't know if they really have a guy like that for him. Um, so I don't know if he's getting bailed out as much as, you know, Jalen and Baker were in previous years. Um, but I mean, man, having the student section chair, the backup quarterback's name in a Saturday night primetime game is yikes. He is not likable. He is not like, um, and he brings that on himself. And yeah, that's the concern is uh, decision-making is not there in what's proven to be one of the top three most QB-friendly offenses, not just in college, in all of football. Um, and yeah, And yet, like, bonus traits, premier traits, if I had to put my life on someone in this, in college football to convert third and 11, he might be the guy I would put my life on which is so stupid because he's such a knucklehead. Um, so I'd probably pick Malik Willis, but like it'd be that close because third and 11 Malik doesn't have that. Like I can just flip my hips and swing this one in. Like he's got that, but then boy, his decision-making doesn't always see, you know, he like has to wait for the play to break down. He's maddening, maddening, but he's got the traits. Like, you know, he he winds up like late second. Yeah, should I might I might roll the dice and develop this kid for a couple of years and see what I've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think like so much of Oklahoma's offense is just like I don't know. It's it's easy for the quarterback, but it's easy for a quarterback who's all about just like being clinical and like it's like read this and then throw it this. Like it's so many little things where it's like I don't know. Like Matt Corral, a guy who could probably handle that sort of offense. Whereas with him, he's almost like in that Aaron Rodgers mold where it's like, send everybody deep, roll them out of the pocket and see what happens. And I think that maybe all these like little gadgety, cute things might not be the perfect fit for somebody who's more of just like a, a straight up like playmaker. Like he'd be better off running the Wyoming offense that Josh Allen had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Some games is going to be below 50%, but (laughs) damn, did you see that throw and triple coverage? It was like running backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe that is his best life right there. Um, I've got Howl ahead of him though. Um, And he's had two stinkers. He's also a bonus He's like in Baker's body. He's got more of a deep ball, but Baker was so like on it with that quick stuff. Now just doesn't have it. He's surrounded by athletes. So like they can make some spectacular plays. That deep ball is gorgeous, but the mental does seem a tad bit slow on him. Doesn't it? Yeah. He's like, he's like Tannehill without the running ability or the height. Yeah, what do you have at that? Great. Yeah, awesome. So hyped about that. Um, So yeah, he's he's tough, but it's an ACC schedule. I mean, what's crazy is all these guys have been already have solid resumes. A lot of them will um, check off a lot of the parcel rules when it's all said and done. So you know, you 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 have a good November. Everything can change. It's happened a million times. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, my greatest fear with Sam Howell kind of came true, though, and that was that last year, I guess, was more so 
for North Carolina, it was more so Javante Williams, Michael Carter, yes. Deami Brown, yes. Daz Newsome, uh, rather than Sam Howell kind of doing everything. Um, well, I, I guess I'd have perfect offense. You run yeah. heavy and then you can murder them with the play action. He's perfect for that. Yeah, he'd probably be, I'd probably have him next. I just, man, VT, that first week against VT was awful from him. It was really bad, man. Um, and then he'll basically, I mean, he didn't do much against Georgia Tech last week and they got blown out against GT. That's just yikes. Yeah, crazy to think. It's also not like a, a great team around him, though. It's like you, you'd obviously hope that he's able to overcome that because quarterback's most important and all that, but. And I don't know what happens if yeah, he's at Oklahoma, you know, a couple of receiver Josh Downs is oh, yeah, Josh, Josh Downs, Downs is legit. Back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. At Oklahoma. I mean, shoot where he'd be perfect is at Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the dude who you'd be like, well, God, if he was at Alabama, is that everyone's top tens? We no. all just had Hal Rattler. Uh, yeah. I did have Hal, Hal Rattler eight, nine, and then 10 was uh Jaden Daniels. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I guess I didn't quite realize Jaden Daniels was a buck seventy-five. That is concerning. I wonder. I don't know what he's listed at. I'm pretty sure it was one seventy-five last year, but they bumped it up to one eighty-five this year. But nobody believes it. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd believe that yet. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's that big. Yeah, they did. They call him six three one eighty-five now. But he looks the exact same. Who knows? On a six-three frame, third year of college, that is concerning. Yep. You do not see that in football that often. You'll see that in basketball, like some seven-foot dudes, sure. like two oh five. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, please eat something. But that's a toughie. Hmm. Okay. Oh, let's get my- in, let's let's get into some stock up, stock stock down, guys, Henry. Let's do it. Or first, uh, talk about a little bit more about our friends over at DraftKings. Um, oh, yes. We love DraftKings Sportsbook. As Dre said, there's a great lineup of games this week. Uh, real, real quick, do you have like one line that you like the best right now? For college football or yeah. anything? For college football, I can't believe Arkansas is an 18 and a half point dog. To Georgia? Yeah. What? Are you kidding me? That's a well-coached team. That's a quarterback that can do stuff. Maybe the Heisman front runner a quarter into the season. I know that's a lot, and we'll get into it in just a second. Great defense. Jaden Catalan, the catalyst there. You know, one of the best safeties. What, you think You think JT Daniels is going to put uh, a 20-burger on Arkansas? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And the total is 48. So that math doesn't check out. It doesn't check out. I'm hammering Arkansas, hammering Henry. So yeah, there's a there's a line I like in college football. <laughs> I, I swear, I think it's a technical error. This makes no sense to me. <laughs> so there's there's a good bet for you. But uh, if you want an even better bet, just put one dollar on any football game this week, uh, any NFL game, and you'll get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly, no matter what. If you're a new user, they've got same game parlays. Uh, they've, uh, oh, and they have, uh, uh, um, whatever the, the insurance, 
where you can yeah, put a yeah. same game parlay on any NFL game and you'll be you'll be credited up to twenty five dollars if your bet loses. Um, so basically, it's like a free twenty five dollar bet, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Safe, secure, reliable. So definitely check it out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly when you place a one dollar bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, uh, Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had a bunch of our listeners switch over. We've had a bunch of our coworkers check it out. Nobody's had anything bad to say about Green Mountain Dental Group. It's family-owned dentistry. They're, uh, what, 15 minutes away from downtown Denver and Lakewood. Uh, huge mm-hmm. Colorado sports fans and obviously like really good at their jobs too. Um, it's the best damn family owned dentist in the Metro. They're extreme yeah. Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Uh, plus if you go in there right now, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. If you schedule a cleaning right. x-ray and exam. So definitely get in on that because those are great teeth brush toothbrushes and you'll also get great care. Also. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's it. Um, but the uh, biggest risers so far. Yes, Henry. Yes. Um, so many to talk about. There's a bunch of them. I'll throw. Yeah. I'll throw Zach Charbonnet out there. There's a. There's a. Oh, you stole start. one. I was hoping I stole oh. it. Yeah, transfer from Michigan. Um, back that made him Jake's guy back in the day. But now that he's in the Pac-12, he's my guy. Um, <laughs> that's how that works. Where's he at? He's so. Big and so oh. strong. Um, and and to be honest, they've got Britton Brown running number two. Both of those guys are just monsters, so big and so fast and so strong. Um, they're the reason why UCLA is good at this point. When I did not think they were going to be good, um, definitely one of the big risers to me. Love that. Yeah, uh, you completely stole that one from me, man. I was he was gonna be <laughs> first or second one I mentioned, but um. I, I mean, I loved him at Michigan, man. I was very surprised and honestly kind of hurt. He transferred away and he just goes to UCLA and does what he's always done. Um, since Justin's not here, I think I got to throw out Trey McBride. He's a guy that was hovering around round one territory. I think he's pretty much solidified that he's the best tight end in the country now. Um, even though last week he didn't have a great game against Iowa, he was still basically the only thing CSU had on offense. Um, he's just complete. He has super reliable hands, crisp routes. He can run after the catch. He's awesome. I thought that that like juggling catch he made when they were pinned back in their own end zone, like just said everything about him. Um, yeah, every caught, catch like, he had on Saturday was on third down. That's great. I mean, and to pull that off against Iowa when they know you are the only guy. Um, one of the most impressive tight end seasons we've seen in a while. Did you, you where'd you guys have him go in the mock yesterday? Um, he was like 20th overall to the Buffalo. That's a nice pick. That's a nice pick. Um, I mentioned it in the DraftKings promo. And again, if you skip through that, I, I hate that for you. I really, really hate that. We just can't be doing it when we're giving out gems like this. Um, but Traylon Burks, Arkansas. Wow. Wow. Man. Wow. What a physical specimen. Um, the fact that they use them in the slot is so cool. You know, I love that. 
obviously a little raw on the route running side and we got to figure out where will he be utilized but um in the modern nfl you just want playmakers like this who can you can move across the formation and can just be absolute forces when you throw them the ball uh just a man uh, a man possessed against jimbo <clears throat> and texas a&m so he's um he's just an incredibly exciting prospect and i think again georgia you think this guy's gonna slow down anytime soon good luck to you i'll throw uh i'll throw sean clifford out there penn state nice. um, again probably not like the first round type of jump but Kids got i think that he was a pretty boring guy before this year um somebody who was just like kind of a, a starter for a while and i didn't think penn state was going to be any good they go out there. They beat a couple of ranked teams. Um, yep. They haven't lost. And I think he's thrown what? Like uh, he's completed almost 72% of his passes, putting up big numbers, doing it uh, 401 yards last week. I think he's probably played himself into a draft spot. Uh, to piggyback off that stock up for me is Jahan Dotson, the Penn State wide receiver. Um, had a really great game first week against Wisconsin. Also in the big one against Auburn a couple weeks ago. Um, he's kind of, I don't want to say he's as fast as KJ Hamler. Also pour one out for a boy KJ. We'll see you in 2022, my man. Um, but he's just, he's got that twitchiness. He's kind of that, that smaller type at 5'11, 184, but he can run routes. He's got real super reliable hands. He had an insane catch yeah. last year against Sean Wade in that Ohio State game. Um, he's just, I don't know if he's round one at this point, but he's kind of on the brink of it right now. Well, and it was always kind of an open wide receiver class coming in and guys like that and Burks and Hank, I won't say it, but there's a guy in Pac-12 country that um, leads leads the nation and receiving I know, yards. And this, I'm glad you're not going to say it because I was about to say it really soon. Quarterback. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I, I appreciate won't. that. He was but next. it is interesting how this receiver class came in kind of wide open. We're seeing guys... Um, fill those gaps already aside from the Ohio state dudes, mm -hmm. which like we knew were studs regardless Clifford. If he was like twice his size, if he was Cam Newton's size, Clifford would be talked about as a top 10 dude. He's got that edge to him. He's just six two two twenty. Um, I'm, I won't do it yet, but there are a couple like high pedigree guys that I think have kind of separated themselves. I'll just go Kenneth Walker, though, the running back out of Michigan State. That whole offense, when's the last time you saw a Michigan State offense like be able to get vertical this way and create kind of big plays? Cousins, great point. Yeah. Cook, maybe at times, right? But um, yeah. it's been a minute. But Kenneth Walker, though, kind of a wide open running back class coming into this year as well. He's a prototypical size. He shows the power, he shows the burst. Um, they've already had some, you know, high profile games and he is showing out like crazy. I think, I believe he's a wake transfer. Um, so good for him getting his right now. Who do you have, Hank? Oh, was it me next? Uh, Drake London. I really thought <laughs> Drake was going nice. to steal him from me. I went through like the whole range of emotions okay. where I was like, no, don't do this to like, well, I did do it to Jake. So. I guess I deserve it. But yeah, Drake London, not only is he lead, leading the nation receiving yards, also leading the nation in receptions. Um, it's what we wanted to see. 
Uh, I think He's we probably did. Did we all agree he was probably a first round pick before the season? No. Uh, I don't I know. So. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. he's right there now. Uh, crazy fast, really big. I'm going to look up what he's listed at. Cause I've actually never checked. Yeah. Six, five, two, 10 <laughs> and fast. And he's putting up numbers. He's Michael Pittman, bro. He's going to play in Boulder on Saturday. And I'm pretty excited about that. You know, so, yeah. so he always lines up on the same side of the field. Uh, and, and as does Christian Gonzalez, the bus top corner. So it's Great, supposed nice. to be those two just going at it the entire Huge, game. And that's going to be so much fun. Although there has well, been like, a push from a Kai Blackman, who's the corner on the other side to let him go over there and play. So we'll see if they, they change it up at all. Um, but I'm really excited to see him in person this weekend. And he is a freak. Yeah, absolutely. Christian, man, he, if he has a good game, then he, then last year is his last year or next year is his last year. <laughs> next year is his last year. Yeah. I'm real tired. <laughs> Well said. Um, um, I actually think it's a stellar performance by you thus far, Hank. So don't don't sell yourself short. Oh well, we'll see if I'm awake at the end. Let's go. Um, we took uh, Christian Harris uh, for the Broncos in that mock last night, and he's kind of lived up to it. But how about the guy that's playing next to him, Henry Two O Two O? I think is his name. Yeah, right. Um, right. The other big linebacker. I mean, I think he was kind of being mentioned amongst the best linebackers before this season, but I think he's yeah. really solidified that this year. Um, he's definitely going to be a day two, if not a top 50 pick for sure now. Yeah. And he was a, a crazy story because he was, oh, he was Tennessee and then Alabama. He had a brother, I think, who was, I feel like one of them was at USC and then transferred. But yeah, the point is they've been transferring and uh, he, yeah, like you said, he's a, he's a freak athlete. Um, you have some doubts because of the transferring, at least I do. Uh, and maybe that's more of like a college football thing where it's like, I don't know that this is really a guy you want in your program because half the time they just like burn out. And that's also from a CU perspective, but yeah, you got to see him actually go do it on the field instead of just being like a five-star recruit or whatever. And he's done it. They've got some guys showing up out there. Um, I'll just go with the easy one and Aiden Hutchinson who killed, um, Washington has just been on fire this season. It's an exciting year to be a Michigan fan. Exciting times. And Aiden Hutchinson has been monstrous up there. I mean, really kind of killing Jackson Kirkland's um, stock. And I'm not too encouraged about um, the offensive tackle to group. Um, but yeah, I think he's looked really good. Really good. You have someone cool. else, Hank? Uh, that was all that I had. I'll throw out um, real quick. He was mentioned as one of the best players, but if Dre's going to mention uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I got to say Kyle Hamilton has been everything we thought he would be uh, and then some. No, no, and um, more, and more. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, I guess Derwin, was he? Was Derwin a top five guy? Oh, no, he fell out to like the uh, bottom half of the first. Yeah. Um, but he's Injury kind of. last year. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Derwin, though, just how complete his game is and just how big he is. Um, he's so he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. To be so big and so rangy. And, like, am I crazy that he doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but then when he needs to get moving, he um, it, it must be. Yeah, he's explosive. I, 
it, it must be the the fact that he, you know, the long glimpse too, he just covers so much ground. Yeah, of all the top guys, I think him and Evan Neal have just like mm-hmm. exploded. Um, Neal's just like wrecking guys off the ball. Um, I would I would add um, Darian Kennard, who's a guy I didn't get to talk about much in the offseason because apparently I missed a lot of these. Uh, the right tackle at Kentucky, though. Fun battle against um, Kingsby. Uh, Kingsley Inagre, the uh, star edge for South Carolina. Um, he's one of these guys who probably should be converted at guard, but I think he could stick at tackle. Uh, great mobility, and he's one of these wide-based dudes with those explosive hips. you got to love dudes like that, especially when you put them uh, in a phone booth. His only thing is he can get hunched over and, like, bent over too much he needs to stay more balanced with his back but i don't have concerns um as far as his lower body mobility and he actually his arms look pretty long to me so i think he could stay at tackle he's an exciting one in kentucky they're they're like leading the nation in um rushing attack i know our guy kentucky udfa is excited about him so like i wanted to at least give him some love and i i mean to get into a lot more guys like that I would add Jordan Davis, who at Georgia has really stood out. That's a dude who stayed in school, would have probably been contending for the top defensive tackle drafted last year anyways, but he is looking dynamite. Um, And I'm surprised you didn't say Devin Lloyd, who already has eight tackles for a loss, the star Utah linebacker. That's a good one. Not as many tackles for loss as Nate has, but it's whatever. Fair enough. Leading the nation. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't Stock always down? be a company man. That's all I have. Um, Stock down, yeah. Mine is mostly focused on the offensive tackle class. I think after Neil, maybe Kennard, who's a divisive guy based on position. It's a lot of you got to see Kenyon Green live. Hank, did he do much for you? Yeah, he he's a pretty freaky guy. Like you just look at him. And because that's what I did before the game was like, well, there's three of these guys who I really just need to look at. You go and you look at them. You're just like, whoa, that's what that guy looks like. Um, Then during the game, like, well, he's lined up against Carson Wells a lot. And I didn't, I haven't said this anywhere because I like Carson and we know what was going to happen there, but there were plenty of times where Carson was on his back with the, with Kenyon green on top. And it's just like, well, this guy's for real. That's, that's a freak athlete. Well, there you go. Maybe maybe the AM offense is clouding my view because yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed. But yeah, I I actually love that assessment. Also, I've always thought Zion Nelson out of Miami is really overrated. So I'm I'm just struggling to find competent candidates. And I know you guys gave the Broncos a uh, linebacker in the mock yesterday, but uh, you know, a right tackle would be mm-hmm. one of those top priorities. Um and uh, yeah, it's a concern that this class isn't exactly where I thought it'd be. Um, how about Nick Benito from Oklahoma? I mean, he had a big week against Nebraska where he had three sacks, yeah. but completely shut out last week against Nebraska or uh, West Virginia. Not a single tackle even. Um, and I, I, sorry, I don't have the other name, but I think they were mentioning the other guy on the opposite side on the edge a lot more. Um, so I don't know. Did we maybe kind of overestimate Benito's stock? Um, looks like it to this point. 
Yeah, up and down. That guy's that guy's interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the theme of my uh, my stock up, stock downs. If uh, if we're so, good, uh, we can move on and preview the Stoke week. I'll throw Kayvon Thibodeau out there, and it's not like his fault, but he's only played thirty snaps this season, and because of the injuries and when when we expect you to be the number one pick because i mean the number one pick is go, not going to be a quarterback just because then you look around and all the bad teams already have young quarterbacks if you're missing time that could be kind of the deal breaker so i think you have to say stock down there plus then i mean we've pretty much touched on all those quarterbacks but like spencer rattler's stock way down sam no, howell stock no. way down what um, about slovis slovis even in the conversation anymore I mean, Slovis he, might get benched. He's almost for a getting Slovis himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see about that. Yeah. Nuts. Really nuts. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's a nice catch up. That's a good catch up. That is a good catch up. I'm glad that you're all caught up now, Dre. Yeah, um, real this quick. Really is just the show to, <laughs> for my amusement. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a show for you to shout all of your thoughts. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, Hey, Dre, do you uh, yeah. ever shave your balls and it ends up being as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight? <laughs> Thank God, no. But it's not as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight because of the good folks at Manscaped. Yeah, and that's why you go to them because you don't want your balls to be as bloody as a Nate Diaz fight. Uh, at least I don't. Um, it's a, it's a, they, they have all sorts of great products. Uh, obviously the ones that stop the bleeding, that's the, uh, lawnmower 4.0. It's a, it's a trimmer. It's like 7,000 RPM, but it also has advanced skin safe technology, which means exactly. that you don't have to worry about it cutting anything. You don't want it to cut. I'm assuming wow. that you're, you have some good ideas about what needs to be cut down there. Um, it's the best body hair trimmer that is on the market. So definitely check that out. Just like a light you can turn on and off. It's cordless. It's waterproof. Um, it's basically all the things that you could want it to be. Um, but if uh, bleeding down there isn't your problem, but sweat is, they've also got some stuff for that too. Uh, they've got the uh, uh, the ball deodorant, the crop preserver ball deodorant. Yes. I didn't think I needed to read this after the Nate Diaz thing. I was like, I just can't look anymore, but it's been a while since I gotten to talk about Manscaped. Um, and you can get all that stuff with some of the other products and two free gifts. Um, if you order the performance package 4.0, they've got all sorts of different packages you can check out, but whatever you wind up deciding on, make sure that you use the code DNBR to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DNBR at manscaped.com. Time to knock out your pubes with Manscaped, your balls and your spring or, or, and your sparring partner will thank you. All right. Um, now we can get into uh, this week of games and figure out all of the all the big ones that we need to be watching. Uh, let's start with these Friday games. There's a couple of ranked teams playing. The big one, the one we mentioned earlier, Iowa and Maryland. Get to see Talia Tegavailoa take on yeah. the number five Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa favored by three on the road. Yeah. Um, go for it, Drew. I'd go Hawkeyes all the way. Tyler Lindenbaum, obviously the other big prospect to be watching in this one. Um, yeah, it should be a fun one. This is a huge one for Talia. Huge. Yep. 
after watching Iowa last week, I I don't know if this is necessarily a top five team in the country. I, maybe CSU oh, just played them super strong, um, but offensively, this team is so limited. Um, and you know, Tali has played well, and I think Maryland does have some speed on the outside. Um, I don't know. I could see Maryland kind of getting frisky and you know making this a tight game, uh, especially if Iowa's going to struggle offensively like they did last week. I mean. Even Tyler Goodson, I guess their best offensive player wasn't necessarily great last week. So uh, if they kind of get in a scoring match, uh, upset alert for sure. I'll take. There's a chance Maryland's really good at Florida, and we just you know that they played West Virginia and we haven't seen them against a great opponent yet. That's fair. That is fair. I hadn't even considered that Maryland could be good yet, but I guess we're to that point. Um, there's also BYU Utah State. That night, that's the other game with a ranked team with BYU at number 13. In terms of draft prospects, though, they neither of those teams really have much. There you go. Yeah. Move it along. So I guess we can move along. Yeah. Um, to Saturday. You wonder why we mentioned it. I know, but you see it, and you're like, how is it the number 13 not have anybody we're talking about? And they don't. Um Number eight, Arkansas goes to number two, Georgia. We've talked about this a little bit. Georgia oh, favored by 18 and a half. Dre hates it. Anything else to add? What are you watching for? So many prospects. The lines on Georgia, all of Georgia's defense, the corners on Georgia, what they do against Burks is going to be huge. Jake's guy at quarterback and one of the best safeties in the country on Arkansas side in Catalan. So, those are just a few of the prospects that I'll be tuning in to watch at 10 a.m. on ESPN Saturday. And I am hammering Arkansas. Yeah, I think I'm going to go on Arkansas too. The most impressive thing about Arkansas for me is how they've been able to hang in the trenches, especially with uh, A&M in Texas so far. Yep. Um, that's really how they won both those games. Um, so if they can hang with Georgia in the trenches, I mean, that's really saying something at that point. Um, we may have Arkansas in the conversation for the SEC title game at that oh, point. Yeah. I'm going to take them. Just a reminder, Georgia's or Arkansas's head coach, Georgia's former offensive line coach. So it's mm. no coincidence that all of a sudden they're able to compete in the trenches and uh, he's going against his old employer. I'm in on Arkansas as well. Uh, number 14, Michigan oh, at Wisconsin, Wisconsin favored by two. Those names are very similar. Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, I'm taking Michigan, man. I do not believe in Graham Mertz anymore. I'm I'm sorry. I think the first game of his career was just uh, a complete mirage of what he actually is. Um, he's just not able to really do much, honestly. And Michigan, although they're not very exciting offensively, they've yet to turn the ball over. They look strong defensively. Um, I don't know. I get them as a dog. I'll take them. Yep. They're yeah. strong defensively. Um, Logan Brown against Aiden Hutchinson will be a real matchup to watch here, but they are better defensively, I believe, and significantly more explosive offensively. So give me the Wolverines as a dog for sure. Who's who's Michigan's running back now? I don't think he's draft um, eligible yet, but no, yeah. he's not draft eligible. He's a sophomore, right? Yeah, I think his name is Blake Corum. Um, yep. They also have Hassan Haskins. He's kind of the guy that took the job from Charbonnet last year, but he's been – Corum's been so good that they've been kind of shuffling him back. Corum's a beast. Would you uh, – are you with us, Henry, on Michigan? Or Absolutely. Graham Mertz right. has thrown a touchdown and six interceptions this year. We 
hate him. We uh, hate him. Let's go Notre Dame, Cincy, Notre Dame, hosting the Bobcats. Ritter against, is Cohen playing in this one? Probable. And Cohen's another guy, you know, transfer, who's kind of risen up boards. He bores the shit out of me, but um, <laughs> it could be. Could be. I could see it. Uh, we obviously get to see Kyle Hamilton. Um, honestly, probably prospect-wise, two of the better secondaries in the entire country. Ahmad Gardner, uh, star corner for um, Cynthia Mijay Sanders, a personal favorite. Bandy, a really high upside edge rusher for Cincy. Seeing him against that Notre Dame offensive line that regularly produces more all pros in the NFL than any other program in the country since Kelly's gotten there. This will be a phenomenal test. This will be, a, I will venture to say, I will rewatch this matchup in some cut up or another before the 2022 draft is in the books, no less than six times. At least. Yeah. Um, yep. Who are you taking, Dre? Give me Cincy. I'm feeling Cincy. It's really? insane that they are favored on the road at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Insane. But I will take them. Yeah. Um, I was listening to another betting podcast, and there's a lot going against Cincy in this. I think uh, Brian Kelly is something like 28 and like one in his last sure. 30 at home. Yeah. Uh, his last home loss was at Georgia game, I think, in 2017. Yeah. And then Cincinnati hasn't beaten anyone um, – ranked in the top 10 on the road in like mm-hmm. 38 matchups or something too. But I'm going to throw all that out the window and take Cincy also. I just yeah. think they're the more talented team. I'm going Notre Dame. I just, you know, I, I came into the season. Honestly, this isn't for, even for a good reason. I was like, there's always at least three teams in the top 10 that aren't there at the end of the year. Cincinnati was oh, yeah. one of them. And if I'm going to be right about that, this is one of the games that it's like one of two really that they have a real chance of losing. It's a terrible well, reason I'm- to pick Notre Dame, but I'm going with Notre Dame. What I'm finding is I'm starting to wonder if Notre Dame's one of those three teams ranked in the top 10 in the preseason. That's just not going to be right. You know, like, it's okay to have a a hard time against Toledo, though. You know, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you're afraid. So they're toughy to gauge. This is going to be a key one to understand where both these teams really stand. Well, that uh, game last week against Wisconsin, I think, was a bit of – I don't want to say it was a fluke, but, I mean, they outscored them 31-3 to in that fourth quarter, and it was just because of a ton of uh, Wisconsin turnovers. They also had that kickoff return. Um, I wouldn't say Notre Dame is explosive. They've had problems running the ball, too, and Kyron Williams is a good running back. I'm really concerned about them in the trenches. All right. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. Yeah. That's uh, 130 on CBS. Alabama favored by 14 and a half. Yep. Um, you taking that, Henry? I uh, I mean, Ole Miss played him tough last year. And I really, this is, this. you know what this is? This is one of those games where I bet with my heart and I lose because of it. You yeah. take Bama here. Um, yeah. It's just like the Eagles playing the Cowboys on Monday. It's like, how are the Eagles only three-point underdogs? That's dumb, but I wanted to cheer for Jalen Hurts. And so I lost money. I'm not doing that again. I'm picking Alabama by 14 and a half and I'm going to make money. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, Bama was a 14 and a half point favorite against Florida and Florida. It looked like in the first half that that number was going to hit, but then oh, yeah. Florida really came storming back. Um, I think Lane's going to keep up with uh, Bama, I, at least in that 14 and a half number. 
Um, it might be a garbage time touchdown backdoor cover at the very end, uh, but I think I'm going to take Ole Miss with that number. Interesting matchup. Um, I'll take Bama to cover. I do think they handle this. I think they're motivated to put it on Elaine and, um, you know, they're at home. They're at home. I think we'll start to see some of the, the real defensive depth on this team. It, first time in a while, Bama's really got like a lot of guys that are kind of, you know, they haven't, they aren't already known commodities. We're just getting to know them and they're all like just on the verge of exploding. Um, so yeah, I think they cover this and um, it'll be a bummer because it's one against 12 and you always like to see the lower seed put up a fight, but this um, week I'm not so sure. I'm hyped up about Oregon Stanford, Oregon only favored by eight. I'm taking that one for sure. Oregon, I say, I don't really have much else to add though. I love Stanford. Um, they always give them a hard time and I'm a big David Shock guy. Okay. I think I'm going to fall on uh, with Hank and take Oregon on this one too. Um, CJ Verdell has been playing out of his mind so far. And uh, I think Oregon defensively is as strong as about anyone. Cool. We didn't talk about Anthony Brown at all. Um, it's true. The, in our quarterback rankings, but he is a guy to keep in mind. I guess I didn't realize he was 6'3", 222, or 226, actually, he's listed coming into the season. Um, and Tyler So, who was my guy, he's now benched at Texas Tech, so it shows you what I know. Uh, yep. The former Oregon transfer, which is why I bring him up. That's why so we kicked you off the podcast for two or three months. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a deserved timeout. Um, also intrigued by Florida, Kentucky. I think Kentucky could really pull this off. I do too. Best Russian attack. They've got talent across the board. They've done a phenomenal job out there. Phenomenal. And then Henry, Arizona State, UCLA. There's some prospects in that. Yeah, seriously. Um, I think, uh, I mean, first of all, just to hit on the prospects, UCLA, Quantrez Knight and Quentin Lake playing safety. Those two are really, really good. Um, offensively we talked about those running backs they're probably the best uh well i don't even know if they are the best prospects because at tight end they've got greg dulcich who's a very good tight end and then dtr probably not a prospect but fun to watch um, you know, arizona sean State. ryan the left tackle um okay. getting some getting some buzz he might be the best prospect on offense for ucla i haven't mm -hmm. dug into him yeah. yet but he's definitely a guy worth watching in this one against uh the huh. sun devils um arizona state side obviously Jaden daniels is one to watch um yep. probably like the one to watch on defense like they've got merlin robertson both those corners jack jones and chase lucas they're gonna be nice slot guys in the mm -hmm. nfl that's a lockdown secondary they're actually really good um ucla by three i've got arizona state man i think i'd take ucla hmm. I Jim Kelly against Herm Edwards. Oh, give me Chip. Give me Chip. Give oh, me Chip. wow. Oh. And what scares me, though, is that UCLA can run the ball on that defense. They should be able to. They're so big. Arizona State needs to be able to tackle. Um, but Jaden Daniels is just electric. Um, anything else in here? Auburn LSU. Jay Kaner. 
Oh yeah, nine p.m. It's wild. It's not a bad matchup. Yep. Uh, Ryan thinks they'll cover that spread too. I think so too. Ten and a half at Hawaii. The the at Hawaii part's what's so scary. It's ten and a half now. I'm seeing eleven on DraftKings. Okay. You got to hammer that. Um. What was that gonna? Oh, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Draft draft prospect wise, Kenyon Green on one side, Cross on the other, and you get to see Cross, um, the offensive tackle for Mississippi State, go against you know Leal and all the talent they've got over there. So that's another one to put on one of your screens this Saturday. A&M a seven point favorite. Uh, Does Clemson win this weekend? They play Boston College. If Jerkovich was playing, no. But yeah, um, oh man, no. I just don't know. Again, it's an absurd fifteen-point spread, though. They they can't score fifteen points alone. (laughs) So I don't I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) If you're putting money on that that fifteen-point spread in Clemson, I mean, God help you, but you may have a problem because, yikes. Yeah, you're a sucker. I think that's what's happening with Georgia. They're just trying to track the suckers. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. I think that's it. Wilson also, Blast. I will say Montana, Eastern Washington. It's like the, Whoa. Ooh. yeah, seven o'clock. That's the big one. I've got some friends in town this weekend too, from Montana. So like I don't get to watch much college football, uh, because my job is covering college football, which is just a crazy sentence to say. But the bus playing at noon, I'm gonna be ready to go by seven o'clock, and I'm hyped. It's the first first Big Sky Conference game ever on ESPN two. I think regular season, maybe even first FCS regular season game on ESPN two. Wow! Big, big day for all of us. Big day for all of us. And so that's Truly. I think Montana's like number four, Eastern's number eight. So big moment for our movement. Big moment. A lot on the line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, go Eastern Washington. Hey, go Grizz. Go Grizz. <laughs> hey. I I always lean with the Fighting Vernon Adamses. Is I that on the red turf? It is on the red turf. Oh man, what a delight! I, th- I think what it is. Delight. Now I'm now I'm starting to doubt myself. I really think it is. It has to be. Um, oh man, Hammer. you're that in big trouble, boy. It it is okay, but yeah, th- those games are terrible to watch. It's like, yes, it's it's cute when you scroll past it once on Instagram, but yeah. when you spend three and a half hours just staring at it, especially because last week Eastern just wore red uniforms that were the exact same red as the turf. That can't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't, Shouldn't be, allowed. be allowed. It does like an hour into the broadcast, it starts to feel like your eyes are bleeding. It's very yeah. weird. It's terrible. That's and a brightness on zero the rest of the day. Game. Yeah, for sure. Oh. For sure, brightness on zero. Well, there you go. What a great week! I might, I might just have to come back and talk about all that we witnessed after this amazing week we've got ahead. Of us. Uh, Hopefully, Justin will come back too. But who knows? I because know. I know. something went wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. His dog comes back too. Yeah, let's wow. hope. Thoughts and prayers all along. And on that incredibly dark note, we will be back next week. Thanks for the the double pod and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks guys. Later.